Let's go! Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to Only Football. I'm Rick and that's Kyle. I'm Kyle and that's Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I thought if I did it backwards, I could get you. I've been planning this for a couple of weeks now. Um, well, careful we're in planning by Kyle. Yep, and I, it didn't work though. You still somehow found a way to do it backwards. Um, welcome to Free Agency 2023. Now, I don't know who your team is, but if you're in the top 10 uh, mm -hmm. of salary cap space, you've probably seen your team make some moves unless you're a Bears fan, right? Because the Bears have inquired on some people, but you know, apparently they were also trying to get uh, the offense of right tackle that the Broncos ended up getting. They were in a bidding war yep. with the Broncos on that. But the Bears kind of uh, keep in their money in their pockets. You know, it's not burning a hole. They're going to spend <laughs> it when the time is right. Oh, and yeah. I bring that up because you're a Bears fan and I'm a Broncos fan. But there's much more to cover around the league. So let's break it down. It's been a very, very busy day one in the NFL. Yes. Would you say that? Uh, dude, I, I this is this is the one thing that I love about free agency and uh, you know, the start of the new year is in a, uh, the new NFL years in a couple days, but I love being at work, not being by my phone. I, I don't love that. But first of all, what I do love is the feeling of getting back to my phone and just seeing all the news, breaking news, this person signed, this person signed, this person signed. And I'm just like, this is insane. This is exactly what we NFL fans me kyle and i this is what we live for we love seeing all this um all this breaking news all this new new players going to new teams it's almost like like it's it, it almost and it's not even us getting these deals or us being these players but it's like wow that person's getting a fresh start that must be cool or you know just being able to see new faces and new uniforms next season um, but it, it's been a crazy day. Like you said, uh, do you, I mean, do you want to start with like one of the, one of the biggest signings uh, quarterback wise, if we want to yeah. talk about that? Absolutely. Let's, let's right. get into the meat and potatoes, meat and potatoes. Let's get straight, straight to the protein. The Raiders have signed Jimmy Garoppolo, Johnny G as uh Kyle <laughs> likes to call him. Let to it go. <laughs> To a three-year, $67.5 million deal, including $34 million guaranteed. Now, that's uh, that's basically half of the money guaranteed to Jimmy G. Um, I'm not sure exactly what he gets his first year or whatever, but we, I mean, it, it was kind of speculated that Jimmy G was going to go to either the Raiders or, um, I forgot what other what other team was speculated, but the Raiders the, were, pretty, were the clear Tampa? front runners. I think. Yeah, Tampa, Tampa, Tampa. and. The reason the Raiders were the front runners is because they're gonna, you know, match him up with uh, the head coach again. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, you know uh, what I'm talking about? Bowles? No, 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 no. In the uh, in the in Las Vegas. You're, oh, you're coach, Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. That was why they were uh, they were kind of the front runners of of this uh, of uh, Jimmy G. So, what did you think? Because I think this is kind of like the perfect move. They did well in New England together. Um, they were able to have some success. Obviously, Jimmy G went on to uh, San Francisco and whatnot, and 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 you know had some success there. Um, went to a Super Bowl. But what do you think about this move of Jimmy G to uh, Las Vegas? Well, I think that there's a lot of dynamics to it. I think if you're a Raiders fan, I don't love it. And yeah. 
especially when when you talk about Josh McDaniels, uh, the well, let's talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, the success mm-hmm. that he's had as a Patriot. Okay, mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels has yet to prove himself as a head coach. So if you're gonna look at any type of success, I don't care if it's Matt Castle, Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. um, anybody that has worn a Patriot jersey, how can I credit Josh McDaniels for the success if he has yet to prove that he can have that same success as a head coach? Is it a product of the system, Belichick, mm-hmm. the defense? Um, why is it that Josh McDaniels hasn't been able to emulate what has been taught to him by his? Because when you think about it, Josh McDaniels literally should be like the um, uh, the karate kid. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, the master has taught me everything, and now I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be too dangerous for the master, and I'm going to. Yeah. And it's like not like that at all. It's like, dude, yeah, you you traded Derek Carr for Jimmy Garoppolo, and and you're like <laughs> happy about this? Like, why? Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo, at least at least Derek Carr could stay healthy. Like Jimmy Garoppolo, you mm-hmm. you literally don't even know if you're going to get him. I feel like we do this every year and it's yeah. terrible, but injuries are part of football and it's about time I'd stop saying maybe an if and when, and I'm just going to, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get hurt this year. He gets hurt every <laughs> single year and every yep. single year I say he may get hurt. No, it's, it's like pretty <laughs> sure thing, right? Yeah. So look, that that's part one part two is jimmy garoppolo now if jimmy garoppolo was the guy they wanted mm-hmm. uh well i'm just not buying it i feel mm-hmm. like they ran out of options their car they sent running yep and then uh let's say tom brady uh retired and then mm-hmm. aaron Rodgers, the jets flew out to him and yep. also they said they wanted a, a guy that's going to be there for a long time. So that kind of ruled out any veterans. Mm-hmm. And they don't have a crazy good draft spot. And even if like, even if they did, it's hard to believe that any of those rookies, even the best one, would be better than Derek Carr. Derek Carr yeah. was, yeah. you know, no scrub in his own right. And so to me, it just felt like they got to a point where they ran out of options. They didn't want to totally fumble. So they signed a guy that they could always use the story that they're familiar with each other. And, mm-hmm. and look, I just don't think the Raiders got better today. To yeah. Be and, and Eric here, by the way, cheers, Eric. Thank you for bringing the comments. Cheers. He's saying the same thing. The Raiders are going to be bad because of the head coach until he leaves. The Raiders will have success. And the shitty thing is that had they not hired McDaniels and kept Derek Carr and maybe had gotten, I don't know, a enemy last year, a, a, even an Eberflus or someone in there instead of McDaniels, they would probably be way better off even last year, right? The year before they had made the playoffs. Um, even if they had hired Bisaccia back, right? The guy who yeah. led them to the playoffs after Gruden got pretty much was like, yeah, dude, you're racist. Get out of here. Um, they probably would have been way better off. So I, I, I agree with you in the sense that Josh McDaniels, not the guy. I just think that, you know, one of the things that, 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 that Jimmy G does is he wins somehow. And I mean, you've got Devonte Adams and he don't get me wrong. He had like a plethora of talent in San Francisco, right? Like he had tons of guys to throw it to, uh, Devonte Adams, uh, Waller, uh, he's going to have Josh Jacobs, uh, so he's going to have some talent there, uh, but I, I think it's a good 
move. I I don't um, I don't know if I agree with the Raiders are going to be bad. I don't think they'll sniff second in the division. I think they'll be third, but I think they might have like a I don't know eight and nine nine and eight record whether the top two spots in the division are in double digit wins. You know what I mean? So I I don't think, yeah, I think they get better than last year, but I don't think it's going to be playoff worthy. They're, they're seven and 10 football. You think seven and 10? All right. Yeah. I can get jiggy with that. They're not like going to, you know, be up for the first round pick of the 2024 (laughs) draft, but no, yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, your goal is to at least make the playoffs. So seven and ten in the division with Kansas City and mm-hmm. the Chargers, who have a top five quarterback in Justin Herbert, and then the Broncos, who have made a move for Sean Payton with a strong defense. You got to keep up now. And mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't make sense because Josh McDaniels, when he was going through this whole thing with with Derek Carr, I thought to myself, okay, well, whoever he's after must play a totally different type of football. Like when Sean McVay was like, I need um, Matthew Stafford and not Jared Goff. And Jared Goff has actually proven to be, you know, I would probably rather last year, you know, Stafford can stay healthy. But even so, um, even if he was healthy, not many quarterbacks had a better year than Jared Goff. But anyway, Mm -hmm. I just thought it was weird that Jimmy Garoppolo comes. Like that's the replacement. So that's the type of football that you – think Derek Carr wasn't capable of playing the dinking uh, you know just kind of managing the football mm-hmm. game making the reads trusting the play not really extending anything just you know doing your job and nothing more nothing less like Derek Carr couldn't do that I it, yeah honestly you know it, to me that like if you brought in like Tua or you know made a move mm-hmm. for Lamar Jackson it's like oh mm-hmm. they had something up their sleeve they want to run wildcat or something, you know, they want to be run heavy. They want to do what Philly's doing with Jalen hurts. And then it's Mm -hmm. like, they, they bring in Jimmy Garoppolo and it's like, yo, you wanted to manage a football game. (laughs) Like that's your, that's the reason you got rid of Derek Carr. That doesn't make any sense to me. So Uh, I, I, I really, because of that, man, I think that this was not actually something that this was always plan B. And it got to Mm -hmm. a point where they were like, Let's pull the trigger now before one of these other teams <laughs> yeah. makes a move for Jimmy Garoppolo, and then we have a real problem. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> right now if, even with the Jimmy Garoppolo, they are using him as a bridge quarterback to to figure out who it's going to be long term. But they just didn't want to suck while they figured it out, so they got Jimmy Garoppolo at a seventy million dollar price. Isn't crazy expensive? I mean, it's that is a I would say a realistic, you know, number for what I think Jimmy Garoppolo is worth. I mean, he's not, he's not worth backup money, but he's not worth 40 million a year either. So I would probably do that about that amount and then have a lot of incentives based on the amount of games that he plays. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know if, if it really adds up to a lot of people, but the fact that Josh McDaniels and, and, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo have played together I feel like is kind of you know keeping that kind of noise down to a minimum because people can always fall back on that yeah you know 
And real quick, we got Steve in the chat. Steve, cheers. Steve. What's going on, man? Um, yeah, and, and the, the Raiders pick seventh in round one this year. So I uh, I don't know. It, it, it just it, – the, the quarterbacks might be gone by then, but maybe they take a shot at Will Levis, maybe Max Duggan. Like, like Max Duggan is probably not a first-round talent at all, but if – they're trying to do that bridge quarterback. Levis, Richardson, who's available at seven? Do we even go at quarterback or do we wait for second, third, fourth round to get some guy in the second, third, fourth round, right? So yeah. moving on to the other ones. So I've got the Broncos here. The Broncos made some good moves. By the way, you took the Bears right tackle. Mike <laughs> yeah. McGlinchey uh, signed with the Broncos. Uh, as well as a guard, Ben Powers, signed with the Broncos. I didn't know you guys needed that much O-line help. Yeah, did you, we like, did. Was it bad? Well, like Russell Wilson was, I think, tied for the most sacked quarterback last year. And a lot mm -hmm. of the bad QB play was on Russell Wilson. But there was a, there was a so <laughs> – it's hard to even put into words yeah. how important an O-line is. And until mm -hmm. you've had a team – with a dismantled O-line, it'll always be something that is easily taken for granted. Like nobody's like wanting to use their draft picks on an offensive lineman. You know, you yeah. want the fast guy, you want the best quarterback. You don't want to hear, you know, with the third overall pick, select right tackle. It's like, oh, cool. <laughs> but I'm telling you, go through one year with a just – bad offensive line and you'll change your mind completely because the, the problem was no plays had any time to actually you know uh evolve it was like mm -hmm. you snap the ball you make your first read and then the pressure's there you get rid of the ball you tuck it or you extend the ball now you're running out you're trying to do something with your legs you're trying to mm -hmm. you know make and it's just you need an offensive line and look at the teams that were really good last year the 49ers, great O-line. Philly, great O-line. Um, even Kansas City, fantastic O-line last year. Mm -hmm. I mean, not a coincidence. You need a yeah. strong O-line to, to um, what is it, set the edge. So mm -hmm. pass rushers are becoming an ever more uh, growing part of yes. a, a team's need. Everybody wants one dynamic pass rusher. So you need one there. And you also need it for the run game. I mean, it's just yeah. very, very important. And we drafted Garrett Bowles, and he, we got him like five years ago, and he was a, a total disaster man. I mean, he was <laughs> – every time there was a penalty on the ground, every Broncos fan knew it was on 72 and it was holding. It was so <laughs> bad, man. It was so bad. And then he was always oh, kind of like – and then, then you watch the replay and he like slings someone down. Yeah. <laughs> And then in year four, they decided they declined his fifth year option. And then year four, he made this jump that nobody, mm -hmm. Mike Munchak, one of the best offensive line coaches <laughs> in the league, he he transformed Garrett Bowles and he had yeah. the highest grade of a of a like a right tackle or whatever. And the rest though, the rest of the line is very questionable. We got Graham Glasgow from the Lions, who he just signed with someone else, but he was always hurt. We we went yeah. for um what is the guy he just signed uh with somebody else a um who is it is it in here um gosh see. i'm drawing a blank it starts with a j uh oh, jawan jawan johnson jawan johnson jawan johnson we signed him yeah. to a huge deal man 
And yeah. then he got hurt working or he got hurt or something. Didn't play. We gave him like $80 million of guaranteed money. It was insane. Mm -hmm. He didn't play the whole first year. And then the second year he was training uh, at a off facility because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And then he got hurt again and didn't play the whole next year. Oh, and then I think the year after that, he opted yeah. not to play because of COVID. And we were just at a point where we were like, dude, like, yeah, we we made a bad deal. <laughs> like, yeah, we've been yeah. seeing this guy play more yeah. than seven snaps <laughs> in almost three years. And we're paying him 80 million. Get rid of him. So and then Dalton mm -hmm. Reisner is the other guy. I have his autograph. Big fan. Great guy. Walter Payton, man of the year. Um, mm -hmm. But just not great. You know what I mean? He was really yeah. good with run blocking. But pass blocking, no, not not just so trash. good. Just yeah, just not good. And then we drafted um, one of my favorite guys, Lloyd Cushenberry, because of his last name. I like him. He was <laughs> uh, the center at LSU, and he was the highest like graded center. And we got him, I think, in the third round. He was still available, and it was a steal. Mm -hmm. But he never actually developed into being anything either so yeah. there's just a lot of holes on that offensive line and sean mm -hmm. payton wasn't messing around he yeah. he was like we are not i mean you gotta you got a coach that understands without an offensive line you have nothing and the yeah. best coaches understand that and they address it immediately he always had a good offensive line in new orleans and he's willing yep. to spend big money on those guys and i respect them for it I know it's tempting when you're a new coach to make some kind of move for DeAndre Hopkins or Jalen Ramsey or somebody that's going to be like, damn, Sean Payton has made his mark. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, we're going to go get two offensive linemen and we're going to put a car outside the facility with no rear view mirrors to <clears throat> mm -hmm. resemble that we're not looking backwards anymore. That's Sean Payton. I, I love that. I love that. That was, that was a nice little ending to that. And, and it's true, right? Like Fields and 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 uh, and Wilson were the two most sacked quarterbacks. Again, I think we made a joke about that. How, of <laughs> course, you and I start a podcast. A Bears and a Broncos fan start a podcast, and then that season, our two quarterbacks are the the most sacked. It's it's hilarious. Yeah. Um. So I mean, you guys got a good one in McGlinchey. Um. And then Ben Powers was someone who really did improve in Baltimore. So you you got two really good lineman there um i'm kind of jealous but so so good on the broncos and and like you said good on good on um um uh god damn it why am i so bad with names your coach on sean Payton. <laughs> sean Payton. and i was like sean 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 mcveigh sean yeah good job on him to realize that you guys are weak here so we need people here um Let's move on to the 49ers because Wait, you don't talk about the Broncos for the remaining hour, what? 40 minutes. <laughs> uh, no, not really. I wasn't uh, expecting. Uh... All right, we'll push. <laughs> and Steve goes, you ain't been sacked too many times this season unless you were David Carr in Houston. Just saying, oh, God, that throwback. first year in Houston must have been rough. But, yes, definitely a throwback. Let's move on to the 49ers because the 49ers made a huge splash on the defensive end and a pretty solid backup quarterback. So we'll start with the defense. They signed Javon Hargrave to a four-year, $84 million deal. $40 million, $40 million of those dollars are guaranteed. Javon Hargrave was a force in Philly. 
And he has been a force in Philly for the, the years that he's been with them. So he, you pair him up with, with the Bosa brother on the end there and an already number, maybe what were they? They were number one defense. Weren't they last yeah. year? They, yeah. You, you put a Hargrave on the number one defense, your defense is just going to improve, right? Depending on who you lose and, and injuries and stuff, right? Because there Bosa should be always... against what they're doing. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it's like the way it, you, they're going to commit murder next year to quarterbacks. Um, but they improved on the defense with Javon Hargrave. And then they add Sam Darnold, which we didn't really expect. They, no. they added Sam Darnold as a backup quarterback because you still have, uh, you still got the, oh my God, Brock Purdy there expected <laughs> to possibly start or Trey Lance, you know, it, it, it depends what, where they, what direction do they want to go? Um, so what do you think about these moves? I think their defense just somehow just, it just got better. And Sam Darnold, he has a home now and it's in California. Yeah, definitely probably better than being in North Carolina. Actually, mm-hmm. North Carolina is really beautiful if you've ever been, but um, okay. So, have you ever seen pursuit of happiness when he's in the job interview and he's like, I'm the kind of guy where if I don't know the answer, I'm going to tell you, I don't know the answer, but I bet you what I do know where to find the answer and I will find the answer. (laughs) I'm the kind of guy where if I don't know who a player is, I'll just tell you, I don't know who he is. (laughs) And I understand we have a podcast and a responsibility to know these players, but Javon Hargave, not one of the guys that I remembered out of Philly, to be honest. Yeah. But I understand when you're on a team that's loaded with talent, it's hard to keep track of all the playmakers. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember our defense in 2015 that was insane. I would be like, oh, this guy was a huge part of the defense. People would be like, who's that? Malik Reed? I don't remember that guy. You know, or it's like, (laughs) and it's like, oh, man, these little, you know, these little warriors that you don't, you don't notice Mm -hmm. because they're not getting all the attention. But you look on the film and you see it's like, they're the reason a lot of the good things are happening. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I'm not surprised that I'm not too familiar with him with the kind of defense Philly had. So I I do think the 49ers, if there's one thing, I believe that they know how to bring in the right people and they know mm-hmm. when to let people go. When it comes mm-hmm. to the business side of it, John Lynch is one of the best general managers in the game. Um, and I know he hasn't been doing this a long time, but every year the 49ers are competitive and that goes from owner GM head coach. The fact mm-hmm. that you can plug and play uh, Brock Purdy and, and not, and be better. There's yeah. just so much man to, to really be happy about for a long time. And the 49ers, they don't, it feels like they never pay people too much money, but then yeah. they also never let themselves get into a rebuild. They stay in the zone where it's like, it's very give and take. They, they're mm-hmm. going to give an offensive line piece, but then, then in the same day, they're going to bring in a defensive player. You know, they're never just like reloading, as they like to call it. They're always just going like one for one, two for yeah. two. Yeah, kind so, of staying level with like where they were last season almost. Yeah, yeah, totally. And now how are how is their defense going to be without D'Amico Ryans? That's yeah. something to follow and, and see. Um but, dude, I think they're going to be just fine. When you think about it, yeah. they got Christian McCaffrey completely free. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was free because the little bit they did have to give for him, they are they got back in compensor, uh, compensatory picks. 
mm-hmm. they got they got those picks back. So they mm-hmm. literally got CMC for free. So it's when I, that is like an insane thing to think about, right? But that's those are things for you know teams that lose their defensive or offensive coordinators to uh, to other teams getting a head coaching job. I think mm-hmm. also there's incentive to hire African-American coaches because I think you get compensatory picks as well. So the Texans, I think, can get some too because unfortunately that's what they have to do to, you know, try to give people, I know, right? you yeah. know, a, initiative to sign people. But <laughs> what it, the point is, is the 49ers have a, a sh- more than a shit ton. I don't even know. They got like seven <laughs> a picks. metric shit ton. <laughs> yeah. Like there, there was a night where I looked at my phone and I read this article. I read it like five times to see, are they saying seventh round pick? And it was like seven picks. It was like that crazy. I'm like, dude, that is a lot of picks. That's like an entire yeah. draft yeah. on top of a team already that picks. Yeah. is already drafting. And on top of that, a team that could have went to the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. 49ers are going to be good again. I'll just put it that way. And I think the 49ers are, are definitely going to – that division belongs to the 49ers. Sure. Yeah, no, definitely. And I agree with what you said. They, they they give a little, they take a little bit, and they're still very good team, like no, like on both sides, right? Um, really quick, uh, Jameis Winston signed the one-year $4 million deal with the Saints, so he's back with the Saints. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> oh, 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 we got to eat these dubs. We got to eat these dubs. Um, the Seahawks have taken Draymond Jones from the Broncos, unfortunately. Yep. Uh, Three-year deal with the Seahawks. And, yeah, and then we'll move on. So I just had those kind of – those just kind of came in. Dr- Draymond here. Jones was our guy that people were saying, are they going to tag him? He was our – he was, I think, number three on mm-hmm. the NFL's best free agents available. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is – I don't know why everyone's hyping him up. He was not that great. Like he was a pretty good really? pass rusher, but his his PFF grade on the season was like sixty seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was not. I, I he's not worth the money that he wanted. To be completely honest, so yeah. I, I like to see the right people get resigned, and I I hate to see the wrong people get resigned. He mm-hmm. wasn't the guy to give a, a boatload of money to, but I'm glad he got his opportunity to keep playing. You know, yeah. And I, I have to agree with Steve here. I was also kind of surprised Darnold signed with the Niners, but hey, yeah, that's they, crazy. Yeah, they want a veteran, a veteran backup, right? So, so why not? Why not get Darnold? Um, next up, we actually have a trade here. The New England Patriots traded tight end Johnu Smith to the Falcons for a 2023 seven round pick. So, I don't. I, I guess Johnu Smith to Atlanta. I mean, you got uh, you got the, the the tight end that they just drafted last year there. Um, I guess the Patriots are just wanting some draft capital. I, I don't yeah. really understand this move, but hey, Janu, I mean, that's a big target. He did pretty well for the Patriots last season. Um, but I mean, if you've got uh, uh, the the tight end that they they got last year in the in the first round there for uh, for Atlanta, I mean, hey. Why not? Why not add to your tight ends? Why not add to your weapons? Right. So yeah, that was one of the trades during this uh, NFL free agency day. Next up the chargers. This one's actually not, not a signing, but Austin Eckler requesting permission to speak with other teams about a potential trade. So Austin Eckler, 
one of the better running backs in the league. I think he was probably one of the top five fantasy backs last year. He does not want to be in LA anymore. He doesn't want to be a charger. Do you think they give him permission to to talk to other teams? Do you think they trade him before the beginning of next season? Um, It depends. It depends how much money he's asking for. Mm-hmm. So he, I, you did mention, right, that he had a, he asked his agent for a specific number and the Chargers okay. weren't willing to give it to him. So mm-hmm. then he said, okay, can I talk to other teams? So that request to, like, Austin Eckler is a good running back. I mean, he, yeah. he's, he's the reason they got rid of Melvin Gordon, right? Mm-hmm. He was the Tony Pollard to Ezekiel Elliott. And he's been great, you know, and he's been consistent and – when the when that whole team was injured, it was, he seemed to be the one guy that suited up every game. He's reliable, but you mm-hmm. you understand it, and you said it a million times. Running backs don't get paid like that. Like nope. running backs are disposable, and it's it's a really important position, and it's a it's a shame. I think there's only an exception of people that can get a second contract, mm-hmm. and weirdly enough. I think that um, I think Austin Eckler is in that group of people that you could pay, right? So to me, I I would probably pay him if I were the Chargers because yeah, you don't you don't really have any room to get worse. You are already under a lot of scrutiny that you have a top five quarterback who's the first guy to throw for like four thousand yards in three straight seasons. Um, and break all these records and what do you have to show for it you know and and Mm -hmm. you you just can't i feel like you can't get rid of him and who are maybe i I would get rid of mike williams before i would get rid of austin eckler so no way really absolutely dude they're always hurt mike Uh, williams is hurt a lot like you gotta keep remember when mike williams came back and then got hurt in the same game Yeah, you see, yeah. dude, it's just they have a lot of injury problems. If he gets traded, it's not going to be in division, though. It wouldn't mm, be to the Broncos, mm. Chargers, or Chiefs. And no. uh, the, there are some teams in the division that I think you could make an argument besides the Raiders that every team, uh, so just the other two, the, the Broncos and the Chiefs, both. I mean, could you imagine Pacheco with Austin Eckler? You know what I mean? Oh that, would be, that would That'd be dynamic. That would be insane. Or That'd even Green insane. Bay, Green yeah. Bay with Aaron Jones and but they also have uh, the big physical running back uh, Dylan AJ Dylan AJ Dylan yeah. So, so I mean they're set, but um, mm-hmm. what about like the Raiders? You know the or uh, the Ravens? The Ravens, the Ravens. getting you yeah. know a guy like and they that. just rest- they just restructured a deal I think with um, Gus Edwards like yeah. recently so. Um, yeah, I mean, why not, right? Like, why not? If you've already, you know, got Lamar locked down in a sense, which we'll get to later, why not get a guy like Austin Eckler or something like that, right? I feel like they it, need something, man. They yeah. need something, something that is, like, going to just take them over the top. And Austin Eckler can, is, is a great pass catcher, too. So yeah. you add a receiver in a sense, too, right? Like for, You're for totally Lamar. right about that. Yeah. And we got CP in the chat. CP, cheers. What up? Appreciate you coming on. He disagrees with you. He says, no way. Mike Will is the real deal. Chargers can find another Austin Eckler. Oof. 
And but but you just said it though. You just said mm-hmm. that running backs are, and we've said it on this podcast plenty of times. They're, they're a dime a dozen. If yeah. Austin Eckler replaced Melvin Gordon, who replaced I forget was it was it LT? No, that that was no. Way after, there's right? a gap. Yeah, there's a gap between there. I think Darren Sproles was even there after. Maybe, yeah, maybe. You know, like the Bears have done that time after time after time again. We always have a good running back. I might have to agree with CP here. I think that's why I was like, no, no way you get rid of Mike Williams or receiver like that. You've got to keep. Draft draft one in the first round. Get a get a young well, guy that is going to stay healthy. Yeah, but wouldn't you rather know that you're going to get a serviceable running back than a lottery type of wide receiver? Because let's be on like like we said, let's be honest, right? Running backs usually hit every time. If you if you put your money on running back, it usually hits ninety percent of the time. Let's say right, um, but wide receivers are, are kind of tough to come by. I would say. Well, the Charger, it, I think it depends when you're drafting them. So the Chargers mm-hmm. pick at 20, yeah. 21. Mm-hmm. So obviously you got a lot of quarterbacks coming off. And in the mm-hmm. mock drafts, you have an edge rusher from Georgia mm-hmm. uh, going. So you, you you look down the list and then you got maybe the best running back at Texas coming out at seven. Quarterback, uh, quarterback, um, uh, John Rib- Robinson. Oh, he yeah. was he, yeah. he ran a really fast 42 mm-hmm. um and then you go all the way to 10 and that's when the first wide receivers projected to go but they're usually mm-hmm. not too off on the wide receiver but yeah. even if even if uh you get to 21 and zay flowers or so you know what i'm saying is like the the gamble you take on drafting a receiver i think is a lot different mm-hmm. when you get one with the first round almost in the top 20 than when you're dra- like look at look at the first round wide receivers in recent history these receivers at sec teams are literally like quarterback ready when they're when they're coming out mm-hmm. um you had uh cd lamb jerry judy uh the guy uh that's in new orleans that uh they do you remember the guy they added in new orleans he was really good this year um uh, i was at ohio state the wide receiver yeah. oh yeah chris olave chris olave yeah um Somehow I can remember the names you don't remember. But yeah, and like... <laughs> I remember the ones you don't. I know. Yeah. But, yeah, I just think wide receivers are coming out, you know, really. Uh, pro- even since Odell Beckham came out of LSU, like the Justin Jefferson, like these team, these mm-hmm. um, Cincinnati with um, uh, Chase, Jamar yeah. Chase. Jamar these Chase. T. Higgins, these receivers yeah. are coming out, and they're ready to go. They're ready to mm-hmm. play a full season. You get these third round KJ Hamlers and, you know, and they're, you know, maybe just a speed threat and they play 30% of the offense, but these guys at the top are ready to go. And I, I, I would rather keep Austin Eckler, get a top receiver and let Mike Williams walk, than keep Mike and lose Austin Eckler, who was literally the entire offense of the chargers. Justin right. Herbert got that rib injury against the mm-hmm. Chiefs week two. Mm-hmm. He wasn't able to throw the ball more than 15 yards for like four or five weeks. All he was doing was dumping it off to Austin Eckler. And he single-handedly is the reason the, the Chargers went to the playoffs last year. So there's no yeah. way that he's you know getting towards the end and not worth paying, in my opinion. So the one last point, and, and CP actually makes this point, and I, I have to agree with him. He says, you can make the argument that Mike Williams mm-hmm. – 
is surpassing Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is getting into his 30s now. Um, as long as you have an okay line, O-line, and a lot of running backs, uh, a lot of running backs can succeed. We saw it last year with Foreman from the Panthers, Hillard with the Titans when Henry went down. I like that point because it's a good point. we did see that for the Panthers, right? Like Deontay Foreman was like a monster out of nowhere. Remember when they got rid of CMC yeah. and we're like, well, the Panthers are fucking mailing it in. But Deontay Foreman was able to, to emerge from that. But I, I had that other both, guy too, right? The, the yeah, other... I forget his I forget his name though. It was Deontay Foreman and someone else. He was else. there last year, and he was really good when. Yeah. But I, I, you know how the the quarterbacks that are really good, their backups always tend mm-hmm. to be good, mm-hmm. right? I think the same things for offense uh, or, or running backs. Think about when Dalvin Cook got hurt. This uh, Madison, I think Anthony yeah. Madison came out and did really good. CMC gets hurt. Hubbard. His backups. Oh yeah, thank you, Hubbard. CJ Hubbard, yeah. CJ Hubbard is really good. Uh uh tony pollard Chubba Hubbard. to ezekiel to ezekiel <laughs> elliott such a dumb um, <laughs> i just i think that when you have like an elite running back mm-hmm. those guys that are behind in the depth chart they mm-hmm. become pretty good running backs or or it's that the reason they're really good is because the o-line and any running back would succeed in that uh offensive line as Corey brought up which is a really solid point and yeah. uh i agree with that keenan allen and mike williams I would I okay you could say keep Mike Williams and get rid of Keenan Allen mm-hmm. but the 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 duo of them uh do you you know do you think that that is as important as keeping Austin Eckler now if you would have not had this whole conversation right off the bat what's your first like you know what I mean like impulse mm-hmm. like you got to either keep Mike Williams or Austin Eckler or um keep keep Keenan Allen and I- Mike Williams I'm keeping Williams, dude. I'm keeping Williams. Keeping Honestly, Williams? Wide, wide receivers are tough. And you and Corey. I would know that because <laughs> I'm a Bears fan. You don't know that because you've had pretty damn good wide receivers these last couple of years. I would know that because I'm a Bears fan. If you told me, hey, do you want to, do you want to, let's say before last season, right? Do you want to trade David Montgomery for um, even Keenan Allen? Right, Keenan Allen was still having a good year. He was maybe 29, 30, whatever he, whatever he was last season. I would be like, yes, because right now our number one is a very undersized Darnell Mooney, who's our yeah. more of our more of our long threat, right? Yeah, he'll be a number have? two. Yeah, who else do we have? Dante Pettis, Equinemius St. Brown, Valus Jones, who's a rookie. Dude, give me Mike, give me Keenan Allen all day, and you can keep your Mike Williams. I won't even care because Khalil Herbert who is in his second year with the bears or was his rookie year last year um, can probably maintain the, the rushing attack for this offense. So honestly, if you ask me, I'm taking Mike Williams, man, but like, the like one, I'm, I'm letting Eckler walk. But the one thing that is, hasn't been addressed yet is that Herbert is a top five QB. So there's yeah. a, there, there's a, a wide receiver that pretty much I believe any receiver could come in. Herbert would make him good. Look at, look at Patrick Mahomes, right? They don't pay like Tyree kill. Let him walk. We'll make mm-hmm. anybody great. Not everybody can do that, but I do think Justin Herbert in the top five, they can bring in almost anybody and get production <clears throat> out of them because Justin mm-hmm. Herbert is that dude. So mm-hmm. that is kind of the one thing that we haven't brought up in, in this discussion Yeah, is that Justin Herbert it does have the uh, ability to make these receivers better. Whereas the running back doesn't necessarily, I wouldn't say benefit, but it's not the same. 
you know what mm-hmm. I mean, from Justin mm-hmm. Herbert's success. Sure, sure. I would agree with that. Um, now let's move on from the Chargers. That was a nice little debate. I like that. Argument um, of the week. <laughs> Kyle and Rick. Oh, only the OGs know that. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to my Bears because they made three very good signings today. Um, so first one, they got a guard, Nate Davis. He was from the Titans. He was uh he got a three year deal. Um, I forget the amount of money exactly, but we lost out on McGlinchey. We lost out on Jawan Johnson as well. So we got Nate Davis from the Titans. He was he was pretty he was pretty solid with the Titans. I was looking up his stats. I forget them because they escape me right now. Of course, of all times, right? Um, but we signed the guard. Depending on whether Tevin Jenkins um, wants to stay at right or go back to left guard, it will depend where Nate Davis goes. So we've got good options there. The uh, next one they made was a linebacker to you know to to really elevate that linebacking core. They signed T.J. Edwards from Philadelphia, three-year deal worth nineteen and a half million. Twelve million of that is guaranteed, and he's come from Philly. He's twenty-six years old, I believe, so still really young. Has done really well. He I think he had almost uh, he had ninety-nine solo tackles, uh, one or two sacks last year. You know, not really a a. Uh, someone who is going to get to the quarterback, but really makes up for that Roquan Smith trade that the bears did last season. And the best one of them all so far. Well, maybe the second best, because we'll talk about what the bears did last week, a little later, Tremaine, Tremaine Edmonds, sorry, Tremaine Edmonds from the bills, 24 years old, four year deal, $72 million, 50 million guaranteed Tremaine Edmonds, was the 16th overall pick in the 2018 draft and has been a pretty damn good linebacker for the Bills. I mean, he was captain last year. He did miss some games uh, because of injury last year. But what he's done in the past has been great. And if you're a Bears fan, you're listening to this, and you've seen what the Bears have done, you know that they needed to bolster that defense, whether it was in free agency, whether it's in the draft, which I still think they have a good shot to get uh, Jalen Carter in the draft, um, on, depending on a lot of things. But to add these two guys at linebacker, when you know you needed to to, to really um, upgrade that front seven, like the, this, these are good signings right here, man. This this reminds me of 2018 when they got, you know, uh, Khalil Mack, Robinson, Trey Burton, a lot of these guys during free agency that really elevated that team and made the team better that year. They, I, I think I saw something where the NFL ranked the 2018 Bears defense as the second one of that decade, Denver Broncos being number one. So we really have our highs and we really have our lows as Bears and Broncos fans. Yeah, yeah, dude. I, I think this is this is really cool because I you have like, if you break it into tiers, you have teams mm-hmm. like the Dolphins last year that feel like they are just a couple pieces away. So they, they go and get Bradley Chubb from Denver mm-hmm. and then you see the Jalen ramsey we'll talk about that so there's that tier where it's like we just need one more to take the rams were there um two years ago and then you have this other tier that's trying to get to that tier and i think the the bears look they're not breaking the bank the the deal with nate davis 11 million dollars and nate davis out of tennessee if you look at the the titans wire it's just a bunch of people that are super super upset about it uh, he's really not worth 11 million to the Titans. I hate this. 
Uh, Rand <laughs> is really losing me right now, the general yeah. manager. Um, so what you're doing though, is you're going, you're just getting, you're not getting the piece. You're getting pieces. You're mm -hmm. getting this guy for 10 million. We'll take this guy for 11. Your linebacker that you just signed from Buffalo like this makes sense, right? Forty-five, mm -hmm. fifty million dollar guaranteed. Roquan Smith it was a hundred million dollars guaranteed. Exactly. So you're saving fifty million dollars. What did you do with that fifty million dollars? You just got all of these, you know, all these dudes. So what you haven't done yet is you haven't broken the bank, which means you're mm -hmm. still leaving the money in the bank. So when you do go up to that tier where the Dolphins were, then mm -hmm. you can get that yep. dude that one or two guys that you feel like will take you over to the top. But that's not what this season is about. You're the first mm -hmm. overall pick. You got to get here. And once you get here, then, you know what I mean, you're going to move yep. up. But I think what they're doing right now is setting themselves up to actually contend long-term. Nothing oh, yeah. quick. They're not buying a championship. They're building it from the ground up. And I think I think it's working out. They got a lot of problems in the last, you know what I mean, three mm -hmm to let's say four years they haven't mm -hmm. really been the bears you know contending yeah. and i really think things are looking up right now for chicago yeah and see if he agrees i'm um, glad they didn't pay roquan and looking at this in hindsight right hindsight's 2020 right we just got tremaine edmonds and tj edwards two linebackers who will more than make up for uh, uh the loss of roquan smith and if you pay them their entire salary, what was reported or whatever over these next seven years, that's still less than what Roquan Smith wanted over a five-year period. If you if you if you combine them, I think that it's a total of like ninety-seven million or something like that. Um, let me let me just double check. It's about twenty million for Edwards and about seventy-two. That's ninety-two million dollars for two players who will more than like I said more than 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 make up. For Roquan Smith and Roquan wanted a hundred. He wanted to be the top, the the highest paid, the toppest, the highest paid <laughs> line off the ball linebacker at a hundred million. Like we just got better and we spent less than that over the next really combined seven years. Yeah, and it's like this is it. I understand as a player when you feel like you have been the reason a mm -hmm. team has had any success. And they're not willing to pay you. It's like the one good thing you have, you're not willing to pay. But from <laughs> yeah. the other side, it's like step into my office, okay? Yeah. We literally don't have a team and you mm -hmm. want $100 million? Like, brother, yep. we love you. We really mm -hmm. do. And we thank you for what you did. But go to one of those teams that will pay you. You understand when you're in a rebuild. I made a podcast like three weeks ago. And what I mm -hmm. did was I found the teams in an utter rebuild that had people that they needed to get rid of and that was before it actually came out on on the nfl app like arizona yeah. why do you have deandre hopkins we talked about this like if yep. you're a really bad team you don't get to have the fancy car like mm -hmm. it's not the time or place you have other needs like you would rather have like you said those two guys better than roquan smith by himself mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. because roquan's only one dude and even a dude that's really good like von miller we had to get rid of him because it was just we yeah. don't need to overpay for that right now when we can get, you know, three dudes that could definitely even be better than just that one guy. So I think you're approaching this, you're you, like, you're on the, the board <laughs> of decisions with the bears. I am. But what are you talking about? I have the sweater and everything. I, I feel like it, <laughs> it makes sense for, for everybody. And in yeah. the bears, man, 
they're they're doing a really good job. Do they have they got a new general manager, right? Yep, they got Ryan Poles la, uh, before last season, um, and he's the one that got rid of Khalil Mack. He's the one that got rid of Robert Quinn, Roquan Smith, obviously. So he, he just was cleaning the house, house man. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. You know, in a sense, like yeah, I bought a Mack jersey. I wanted him to stay on the Bears, but I mean, you know, you, you owe that guy a ton of fucking money. Yeah, for sure. Um, the, the bears also got a, uh, Demarcus Walker, uh, defensive end 20 yeah! million. Yeah. Marcus Walker, dude. I, yeah. He former Bronco. We drafted oh, really? him. Yeah. Not only am I a fan from Broncos, he went to Florida state and he was a beast, dude. He's one of the hardest working dudes that yeah. was on that Florida state defense. He was a freaking monster. We really? got him in the third round. And my buddy, mm-hmm. who's like as diehard Florida state as I am Broncos and you are bears. <laughs> He yeah. literally was like, mark my words. This is going to be a decision you look back from in like 10 years. And you're like, damn, I got a dude. And I just felt like we never really gave him an opportunity, though. Like, yeah. for, for whatever reason, it was just not happening. So really? then he went to the Titans and I've been following him, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm a fan. And I didn't see that in the in the cliff notes here. So, dude, uh, just you came guys, out, actually. you guys are just making moves right now. And I'm those saying, are the man, kind of guys, man, that yeah. like that's who you can like pay. You know, that's a bargain. You pay for these dudes. No one knows that they're superstars until they all get together, and then yep. everyone finds out. So exactly, exactly. Uh, CP goes, Kyle. I just realized you're a Broncos fan. <laughs> he said, <laughs> "I I would say you guys should be excited uh, for this year too." Oh yeah, we've talked about what the Broncos are, you know, potentially going to do this year, and they they should uh they should definitely be be up there. Yeah, I'm uh, wishing in one hand and shitting in the other one. <laughs> I had it's like we're beyond. How dare you? You were not like this. No, when, no, when I, you guys got Sean Payton. No, no, no. It, there's a lot to be excited about, but you, yeah. just trying to manage my expectations because I mm-hmm. swore we were going to, you know, beat the Chiefs in the in the AFC West last year. So I I've kind of like ashamed of myself on public uh youtube platforms so i just kind of have to take the year off but i'll let you guys hype them up for me (laughs) oh all right moving on the dolphins took away mike white from the jets they agreed to a two-year deal worth up to 16 million uh dollars they got they got mr 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 mike white here kyle unlimited oh oh okay <laughs> is that what he does no that's what i do i just made oh, that up. okay um, god you're such but a dork they realized <laughs> i guess the dolphins realized they're like Tua just keeps getting concussed let's get some guy who could come in and actually make a decent uh backup you know what i yeah, mean yeah totally i mean look at look at the playoff game against the bills as yeah. weird as it sounds, if they would have had any type, I'm not saying uh, I'm drawing a blank because if you would have talked to me two weeks ago, I had his name. Who was the the uh, quarterback that stepped in for Tua in the playoff game at Buffalo? Teddy, Teddy Oh, no, um, the XFL guy. Finger. XFL guy. Yeah. Yeah, I forget. Him. I forget his name. Okay, he didn't do like terrible, but he mm-hmm. definitely wasn't. If they would have had just a little bit better play, I'm talking yeah. like the Mike White range. <laughs> the the um even marcus Mariota maybe like Mm -hmm. i think they could have won that game so i think it was kind of an eye-opener for everybody it was like hey tua you know the concussions it's a thing but let's get ourselves a backup so next time we actually you know we get the dub 
in yeah. Buffalo instead of just, you know, play a close game. Um, he <laughs> said, a good move. and Corey, uh, doubting Casey every year, you know, <laughs> Rick would love that comment because he's like, always like people like get bored that. of the success <laughs> of a team. And I like, I just don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Kyle's like, like, shut up. It's the Broncos year. I don't want to yeah. hear it. All right. <laughs> like, it's not boring. It's disgusting. It's different. And, <laughs> and speaking of the chiefs, again, another name we got wrong. Jawan Taylor reached oh, an Johnson. agreement on a four year, $80 million deal, $60 million guaranteed. Love to see it for the chiefs. With the chiefs. Enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. He's not going to play at all. And the chiefs are going to not have a ton of money. This is great <laughs> for the, this is great for the Broncos. Kyle, Kyle's, Kyle's praying on the Chiefs' downfall with Jawan Taylor. He's like, please, please do the same thing you did with the Broncos. Please. Drake's going to make a rap song about how much I'm hating on the Chiefs. It's like, praying on my downfall don't make you religious, man. That's a an actual quote from Drake, and it applies uh, here. Uh, we, we have the rights to that song. Um, so they had to bolster their line. I don't know about Orlando Brown. I I, I assume he's not going to make it. To, uh, That's what back that tells the... me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they were like, you know what? He's going to test free agency. I don't think we have the money to 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 give to him, right? Um, and we'll talk a little bit about the Chiefs uh, later, I believe, because they did they place the franchise tag on somebody? Is that the reason they didn't do it to Orlando Brown? Um, I didn't see anything about that, but I actually no, right? I had a crazy week, so I gotta. You, I'll let you look up. So Orlando Brown, dude, he's asking for money that is going to break the market. So yeah, that's true. I'm telling you, the Chiefs aren't in the business of breaking markets for anybody besides mm -hmm. when they did it for Patrick Mahomes three years ago, which yeah, actually not. ended up being a pretty un, you know reasonable amount of money for the yeah. best quarterback in the world who may go down as the greatest of all time when it's all said and done. What yeah. has he got? He's got two Super Bowls. And at this rate, yeah, I can see him getting to seven. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and so, yeah, part of that is just not breaking the market for anybody. Not Tyreek Hill, not Orlando Brown, yep. not, you know, name it. It's just, yeah. we'll just get another guy that, and honestly, this isn't cheap. $80 million, no. $60 million guaranteed. Yeah. Jawan Taylor has not been worth that kind of money. But mm. they believe in him. I just... I find it weird because in one on one argument, I'm like the, the Chiefs don't spend top dollar, but then on the other side, it's like they're it seems like they're overpaying for Juwan Taylor. So I don't know, man. I, I I'm torn on that one. Yeah, I mean, and, and with Juwan Taylor, it's it's obviously like the whole like recency bias, right? And that's kind of what the free agency is. It's either recency bias because you had a really good year last year, or it's kind of like, hey, we need. A Sam Darnold to be a veteran backup. You know what I mean? It's like one or the other. Yeah. Um, but yes, Orlando Brown Jr. not signed by the Chiefs. And what I'm seeing here is that he was basically, uh, Juwan Taylor was signed to replace Orlando Brown Jr. So um, yeah, that's a lot Good of money, though, like you said. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now for the Giants, we'll give some love to uh, to to our uh, biggest Giants fan who listens in, Bill. Bill. Uh, Bill, hope you're listening. Yeah, uh, the Giants are signing Indianapolis Colts line uh, inside linebacker Bobby Okereke to a f or Okereke. Okereke. Okay, to a four-year, forty know. million dollar deal. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I was just bullshitting. 
He's like, it's actually pronounced. I'm like, you motherfucker. It does seem that way, you know. It, it does. It, it does. does no, like it's that. yeah. If you if you ever have if you ever struggle with pronouncing a name, just pronounce it like it's actually pronounced. Blah 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 blah. You know, you just try to yeah. sound fancy with it. And say, you'll be fine. Instead of like am, say um. You know, so it's like if it if it's like freight freedom you would just go no it's actually free tam <laughs> yeah. like, oh wow that's C- cool cp goes let's just call him bobby o <laughs> i like that i, I like, like that bobby, bobby o, yeah o. Bobby, bobby o so the so the giants signed bobby o to a four-year 40 million dollar deal and i think the giants were in pursuit of uh tremaine edmonds for uh, that the bears got but giants just don't have the money to pay him what he wanted so they were able to do a bobby o and I, I, you know, Ababio actually had a pretty good season last year. We were hoping to to, to bring him back with uh, Ma, uh, Matty Iberflus, but obviously he's with the Giants now. The Giants are bolstering the defense, trying to get better on that side of the ball. Um, and we're going to talk about the Giants a little bit later as well for what they did last week. But I think another good signing for the Giants doesn't break the bank and, you know, uh, a productive guy. Yeah, definitely. Productive dude, not breaking the bank. You already signed uh daniel jones to you know an amount that may or may not have been way too much money um so i feel like they just kind of got to mind their p's and q's here and not do yeah. anything it's gonna be like are they drunk you know what i mean like, <laughs> what the fuck are they doing um but all right that was pretty much all the free agency signings that were pretty important uh one last thing i will say uh because it did come out today the baltimore ravens have released six-time Pro Bowl defensive end Calais Campbell. Six-time Pro Bowl defensive end. And we talked about it earlier. The de- defensive end is a, is a position that is prime. It, it, is, it is a prime position. People are going to pay a lot of money. So Calais Campbell, watch out for him in the coming days if he hasn't signed already, which I'm not getting any updates yet, so we'll see. Um, but he, he went to high school in Denver. Oh, really? Yeah, and then I'm trying to see. He was drafted to the uh, – It's oh, it says he was drafted to the Cardinals, but I only remembered him uh, at uh, Jacksonville. But he was drafted to the Cardinals. Oh. He went to Miami. So, really? Yeah, round two. Glaze Campbell has been to the Cardinals, the Jaguars, and the Ravens. He's been in the oh, league wow. since 2008. And, look, how, we talked about this just – last week he's 36 years old um you know he could get some yeah. kind of demarcus Ware type love two yeah. years for you know 25 million maybe but uh he maybe he's Stays asking for for some more money that 36 yeah. years old you know and and i think that was a move to to clear some salary cap as well uh uh for for the ravens so you know, that's kind of where they're at right now. They cut a, a six-time pro bowler. But like you said, 36 years old, he's, he's probably just trying to get some a couple mil here, a couple mil there set for the a couple. Up. Yeah, set the fam <laughs> up and just kind of gracefully exit. Um, yeah. But that was the free agent extravaganza like you see here on the screen. Big day. Monday was huge. Like I said, I, I, I walk to my phone and I just see all these breaking news, breaking news. This person signs, this person signs. Christmas. It was insane. There's big, there's big boxes. <laughs> there's the small ones. There's, you know what I mean? The one that's hiding behind the curtain at the very yeah. end. <laughs> and then the really, really big ones. But before we move on, we've got, we're going to take a quick little break here to give you guys a nice little preview of the main event. 
a UFC boxing wrestling show that we have here on Star 6 Media. So Kyle, let's play the video. Hell yeah. What's going on everybody and welcome to the main event of the evening. Alongside my brother from the same mother, Enrique Contreras, I'm Jose Contreras. We are here to bring you guys all the latest and greatest topics in combat sports. That's right, Jose. We're going to talk WWE, AEW, UFC, boxing, all the mixed martial arts. We'll even get into the backstage stuff, all the controversy. Just make sure you tune in every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Like I said, we'll be here, guys, next week. Rick, we'll see you then. All right, there you go. Make sure to go check out the main event on Tuesdays, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Kyle, one of the biggest news for me last week the bears traded the number one overall pick to the carolina panthers and yeah we got we got a little something i think we got a little something good you know tell me what you think about this return bears traded the number one pick to the panthers in exchange for the number nine pick a number 61 pick which is a late second round a 2024 first round selection a 2025 second round pick and oh, who who is that? Who's that? Wide receiver DJ, DJ fucking Moore. DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Yeah, it's a good DJ haul. Moore. It's a good, <laughs> it's a DJ Moore is really what? good. DJ Moore is a legit number one wide receiver for the Bears for Justin Fields. Finally, this guy. I saw the stats. I'm sure you've seen the the tweets and stuff. His five thousand plus whatever yards in his career would be like third all time on the bears or all time on the bears. In That's history. crazy. That's because you haven't had a good quarterback. That's exactly why. Or wide receivers. I mean, we've had wide, some good wide receivers, but no like DJ Moore types. Right. And we take on his three year, $50 million plus contract uh, through the 2025 season. I was just season. about to say. Oh, sorry. So we, I mean, we've got him for another three years. Um, 21 touchdowns, 52 career receiving yards, uh, 2018, all rookie team led the league in receiving yards in 2019, had seven touchdowns last year with the worst quarterbacks that you could put together in Carolina. Um, so I, I love this move so much because it gives the bears a true legit number one wide receiver. And a lot of people were giving me shit in the shorts and the TikToks that I was making because I was like, DJ Moore. Darnell Mooney, Claypool, uh, uh, Cole Komet, Khalil Herbert. And they're like, everyone that wasn't DJ Moore sucks. And yes, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's true. We don't know what's going to happen next year. But their names. Just, their yeah, names. They're, they're names. They're, they, they were doing okay last season. So, yeah, obviously I'm excited. But Kyle, what did you think of the, of the, uh, of the move? Well, also DJ Moore was drafted in the first round out of Maryland. So you also got yep. in a way another first round pick if you look at it like that. Technically, but yeah. I I think in a way Carolina was a little mischievous with the way they did this because if you look at DJ Moore's yeah. breakdown on 2022, he got almost 5 million dollars, 4.875 for signing, but they only yeah. paid him one million dollars and then you see his base salary goes from one million to this year 20 million yeah so it's like they got to use him for like one year and then when it became time to pay him they found him a new home so i (laughs) i think if you're like 
Carolina is rebuilding in a, in yeah. a, in a, to a way. I mean, like they do have a good defense, but maybe that $20 million can allow them to go get, you know, instead of just having a really nice DJ Moore, you could go get like five pieces that yeah. are, that are good. So it makes sense for both people. And I love deals that work for both people. It, mm-hmm. It's easy to say like, Oh, the bears like shafted, you know what I mean? They got a, a boatload. Uh, but at the same time, it, it's, I see another side to it. And yeah. from a GM point uh, perspective, I think this is just one of those where both teams are probably, I would say the bears got more than obviously the, the, the Panthers did, but yeah, I don't think this is the, uh, this is kind of the time for the Panthers to be, um, I guess Picky. doing things. Yeah. Doing things to make their you know fan base really happy. They yeah. gotta they gotta first do what the Bears did last year, right? That's where they're Absolutely. at. So they gotta get rid of the expensive pieces, get some, you know, less expensive pieces around. And the Bears, man, they got some draft picks. They moved mm-hmm. down. Who cares if they don't get what was it, Javon Walker or um uh Will Anderson. Will Anderson, not even close. Yeah. I was like, who cares though? I mean, Will <laughs> Anderson isn't going to be picked first. He's not going to be picked second. He's probably not. Who's picking third? The Seahawks? Uh, Cardinals, I believe. The Cardinals aren't going to get him. So yeah. then the Seahawks pick fourth. They'll probably get him. But now look, you're you're not. You weren't ever going to get a quarterback, and now you're only what like four picks away from drafting. So yeah. you really only move down four picks, in my yeah. opinion. You didn't move from one to nine, or mm-hmm. is it one to nine? Yeah, you move from nine. like one to five. Yeah. In, in it, the when type, you look at it that way, yeah, exactly. Yeah, in the players that you're going to draft. Now, one of those teams is going to draft somebody that you're not interested in. Maybe they're going to draft, um, I don't know, just a position that you don't feel needs to be addressed, like a really good edge rusher or mm-hmm. a linebacker. Maybe it gets to the Bears and they have the best wide receiver on the board, the best running back on the board, the best cornerback on the board. And they have a chance to get an elite corner wide receiver or skill position. I think it would be a huge splash if the Bears like went and got the the number one wide receiver in the draft. Like, wouldn't that be a total? I mean, you're addressing all these other players defensively, right? Mm -hmm. You just brought in all those guys that we just talked about. Mm -hmm. And then you bring in DJ Moore. If you could get one more like the best rookie available. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got to feel good about that. You got to feel yeah. good about that. Or even the running back out of Texas. Whew. I, I, so I, I, I don't know if I'd go running back number nine. Uh, Come on, please. No, like I would, <laughs> I would much rather go either Jalen Carter if he's available or the best wide receiver, like you said, which I think is Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio state. Um, and you're right, right? Like we have DJ Moore for three years, three seasons. We have Darnell Mooney, I forget uh, how many more years, maybe two. And we have Chase Claypool for one more. We still don't really know what Valus Jones Jr. is because um, he's only had his rookie year. But if you get uh, a rookie, the number one rookie wide receiver in the in the draft, like you're saying, imagine if he plays his rookie year, does really well, Jamar Chase type, right, like type of season, then you don't have to re-sign Chase Claypool. Cause you only have him for one more year. Darnell Mooney maybe becomes the deep threat um, or the slot, you know, guy slot receiver. 
Now you have DJ Moore, a certified number one, and a possibly certified number one receiver as your number two. So I like that thinking, but also Jalen Carter can possibly fall down to nine to the Bears. Um, I've seen a lot of mock drafts, but I've seen a lot of trades in those mock drafts, people trading up, trying to get this, trying to get that. But yeah, the so, character stuff that just came up. Exactly. And and depending on what, what happens with that and, you know, the NFL and, and teams, Ryan Poles, the Bears are going to be on his ass. Like, bro, you're not going anywhere near a fucking souped up car for the rest of your career here. So depending on all those characters. <laughs> really like. You're, you know, they're adults. Like you can't yeah, put them no, on but, house arrest. Yeah, <laughs> like, I will. I will. I will. Um, <laughs> if you even go near a dealership, you're gone. <laughs> like, we got you a private Uber. That's what you're getting. Um, and it's a Mustang. So you'll be fine. Uh, but if, if he drops to number nine and the number one wide receiver there, I don't know, man. I, I think, I think I would want a rookie defensive end or defensive tackle that will cause absolute mayhem on the defensive end um, yeah. or on the defensive side of the ball. So there's a lot of options that the bears could do here. They could trade even back even more if they wanted to, they could trade up um, right tackle. It, yeah, probably right tackle or left tackle. I forget which, which tackle or no Braxton Jones is left tackle. So they well, would who, need a right tackle. They need a right tackle. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you're in a perfect position to probably get, the best right tackle in the entire draft. And just, and I think, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I think the best one is like the guy from Northwestern, Skoronsky. It's always the guy from Northwestern. Yeah, it's always been <laughs> yeah. one of those schools, right? It's like that or Nebraska. Boy. Yeah, that, Nebraska. Nebraska or Wisconsin, Wisconsin always got the best line. Michigan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's, yeah. Uh, but so there's Quentin Johnson out of TCU is is most people's number one. I heard he's good. He, yeah, they're like, yeah, he's a total X factor because he's got the. Let's see, I think they got his height and weight on here. Six, he's six four, two hundred and fifteen. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. means that you can get those fifty fifty balls. He's got an eleven foot broad jump and a forty two inch vertical. That's really good. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, four four forty yard dash. So you can also throw him in the slot. This is yeah. this is a dude that if he was available. Dude, people would be like, dude, Justin Fields. Now, this is interesting because last year, Justin Fields had kind of – it was like Justin Fields exceeded all the expectations. He was like the only bright spot on the Bears. Yeah. And what happens is once you load the talent, now the expectations are going to also be higher for Justin Fields. Yep. It's like you aren't supposed to run first if you have time. But maybe mm-hmm. last year, you know what I mean? It's almost like – he's so used to it like muscle memories just like i've been in the pocket for two seconds i'm supposed to run and yeah. it's like maybe he has time or an open receiver it'll be really interesting it's like one of my top storylines to follow this year is how justin fields kind of responds to the better environment he's going to be a product in some people thrive when you know what i mean they are the only thing on the team and they got nothing to lose and um some people don't handle that kind of pressure well. Is that yeah. something you're worried about at all, Whitfield? That is the biggest that that is the biggest thing I'm worried about is that he has so many weapons around him that the expectation is for him to elevate his passing game. But if next year it's not there, Ryan Poles is gonna be like, Bro, I got you DJ Moore. A lot <laughs> of these other guys are healthy. I've got you upgrades at the offensive line. Our defense is somewhat subpar. Like you gotta, you gotta, 
you got to give me something, right? And that, yeah. that is what I think me, along with all other Bears fans, are afraid of is that he doesn't take that jump. He doesn't elevate his passing game, and he is a, he's a very run-first quarterback because at that point you just have, I don't know, you have uh, 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 Lamar Jackson without the arm pretty much, like a run-first guy. Lamar can pass in his own right, Yeah, I would say. But, yeah, it's like, look, if you, you could buy all the ingredients, but if he doesn't like to cook, you're just going to have a lot of ingredients. That's and what it, I mean. And it's like, it's time to see if he can cook. And I yeah. really think, you know, it's something that I'm not totally sold on. But I do believe in Justin Fields, and I, I think he'll be okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm kind of like reserving my like that's why when i asked bears fans if they would do the deal lamar jackson for justin fields and they said no i found it a little surprising because lamar has won shootouts and he has succeeded as a passer with you know not not the i would say not a better receiving core than the bears have right now so i feel like yeah there's a chance that he has a justin fields has a higher ceiling but I think there's a bigger chance, um, just statistically, that Lamar Jackson has. I mean, you're talking about an MVP that, you know, I yeah. mean, we he has declined. The mm-hmm. stock right now is way higher on Justin Fields. But if you take a step back and you're not a victim of the moment, Lamar Jackson seems safer long term. For sure. And Steve saying somewhat the same thing he says it's hard to get running quarterbacks to learn to read defenses and stop running the ball in first instinct that's why they take so long to develop and that kind of leads us into our next one which i'm going to take a quick break here if you want to talk about lamar jackson getting tagged the non-exclusive way yeah so lamar jackson tagged the non-exclusive way which if you guys have been following we kind of talked about it which means that teams can reach out to lamar jackson And I think that this is something Baltimore did on purpose because Lamar Jackson wants, we don't know the number, but we do know similar contracts that have been offered to him that he's declined. Right. So I do think that this is something that the, the ownership of Baltimore is saying, look, it's not like a Baltimore thing. This is a nation or or a league wide thing. Like these other guys aren't going to pay you what you're asking for. So maybe I think that the non-exclusive tag is an opportunity for there to be no animosity with the Ravens specifically. Now, when it comes to Jackson as a player, I just I just mentioned it. His stock has gone a little bit down, and a part of that is because a he hasn't been hit, hit like himself, uh, whether it's injuries or performance. He's had good games and good moments, but I don't think holding out and not playing in that playoff game served him especially when you saw Tyler Huntley got really close to beating the Bengals in that, in that playoff game. I do think a lot of people probably saw that and thought if Lamar Jackson was playing in that game, we could have won, but he doesn't have his money. So he doesn't want to play whether mm-hmm. you're a person that thinks players should, you know, get their money or you're more of a team guy, you know, cause sometimes they are conflicting. Lamar Jackson did, I believe have the ability to probably play in that playoff game and refuse to because he wasn't being paid. And I, I'm not sure if that's something, I mean, I know people will get over it quick because if there's one thing we've learned from the quarterback in Cleveland is that people just move on apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that, I mean, that would definitely include 
a way lesser of a crime in Lamar Jackson holding out. But I do think this is an opportunity for the ownership to show Lamar personally. You are not, you know, we don't have anything against you. None of the other 31 teams are going to do what you're asking for. You know what I mean? It's a, yeah. it's such a parent move to do where it's like, oh, you think it's just because <laughs> we're bad parents? Yeah. You know what I mean? Go ask yeah. any of your friend's parents <laughs> if they would let you go do that thing with that person. You know, ask any of your friend's parents. And then when you hear it from them, you're like, oh, okay, you know, my parents aren't bad parents. They're, you know, just like everyone else. So I, this is Lamar's, you know, time to learn that, you know, all of his friend's parents wouldn't sign him to the absurd amount of money that he's asking for. He's just not very reliable at this moment in time. At this particular moment in time. At this particular moment in time. I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. <laughs> a little Stephen A for you guys. And Steve agrees. I, I think it was the best decision. <laughs> I think it was the best decision the Ravens could make. I agree with what Steve said. Because what the non-exclusive does, and, and, and you know, I was away for a little bit there, so I'm not sure if you mentioned it, but it it's able to not only let Lamar talk to other teams or other teams talk to Lamar, but it sets the market for Lamar, whether he wants to or not, right? Like if he's saying, I want two thirty guaranteed, like Deshaun Watson. Well, if, if the Ravens just, you know, gave you the, 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 the non-exclusive tag for whatever money it is that they gave you the tag for, and a team doesn't get anywhere near two thirty like you want, that's, that's what you get, man. Like that, that's, that's the market telling you this is what you're worth. And the, and the Ravens can just be like, we're going to match it. And if they go a little higher, the Ravens can be like, well, we're going to match it. That's yeah. kind of the, the give and take you get with that. Like you said, it's not necessarily that the Ravens are saying you suck to us. They're saying you just, we're just right now. Your, your, your stock is super low. Your stock yeah. isn't $230 million. Um, guaranteed high right like and we're just gonna let you figure that out by yourself coupled with the fact that he is negotiating himself now look Roquan Smith was able to get paid by the same team right by the Ravens he was able to get paid and he you know uh, negotiated his own contract I don't think himself. they're connected though well what I will say is the only connection they have is they both negotiated now you're right the the positions are very different what Roquan Smith wanted was was less than half of what uh, uh, Lamar wants, but it does give Lamar some sort of like hope almost to be like, if he can get it done, I can get it done. Like all this talk about agents, blah, blah, blah. But what I heard on another podcast was this might be a thing where agents are like, we're going to blacklist you, man. You don't think we're important. Okay. Go try and get your money oh, without an agent because yeah. we want, yeah. Right. Like there's a reason our position is a position is, is a job there's a reason why we exist and yeah. this is one of the reasons why so it can either like elevate lamar into to showing a lot of people that hey the the players have the power themselves or it could just be like bro you should have gotten an agent because now you're being paid 150 million over the next three years instead of your 230 that you wanted in, in the five year range or two forty or two fifty, whatever you wanted. So it could be it could be good and bad depending on what happens obviously in the end. But I don't know, man. It wasn't uh it wasn't the, the best move for for uh Lamar and and look who it is, our boy Casey 
Our boy Casey, we haven't seen you in a while in the chat. Cheers. What's up, he's Casey? Saying, he's saying, I think his statement about not being 100% so I can't play didn't help the Ravens or his career, especially in a playoff game. Just like you said, Kyle. Yep. I think also this is just something about life where, you know, mo money, mo problems. You know what I mean? Like you, <laughs> that's how, that's how Biggie said it. So if you, it, I mean, it's just part of the deal. One of my favorite uh, artists is Chance the Rapper. And he wanted to not have a, a record deal. That was his big thing is that record deal. They, they robbed the people and he's yep. totally right. Yep. You know what I mean? They, I mean, especially stand up comedians and things like that. You see how much money they make off their specials. And mm -hmm. it's like, it, oh, it, it, uh, I think one of them used Michael Jackson as a reference. They were like, he sold this many. Guess how much money he made? It was like pennies compared yeah. to the Some... amount of money that he, the revenue he was bringing in. Because yep. you got to pay all these people. And I understand not wanting to do it. But at the same time, Chance the Rapper can release music. And I, even as a fan, if I don't go to YouTube and search his name, I don't know anything about it. I don't know what he's doing. It's like mm -hmm. he's not – that's what those agents do. They keep you relevant. They keep your stock high. They keep you feeling like if you're not doing something with this person, you're you're missing out. Yeah. And it's easy to just think, well, I'll just let you know my songs or my comedy or my playing on the NFL – I'll let that do the talking. But the reality mm -hmm. is all those other guys that are playing really well have those guys. So you need one. And it sucks. I mean, it's just one of those things that you just kind of have to bite the bullet on it. And also, Cleveland does not set the standard of the NFL. Can we just <laughs> go ahead and say that? Back to my parent reference, it was like if I had a, a friend who was like allowed to, you know, swear inside and smoke pot in the basement, I wouldn't like go up to my parents and be like, Hey, uh, Alex is smoking pot and cussing. So I was wondering if, uh, I could start doing that too. You know what I mean? Because I understand that Alex's home is not the gold standard for how bullshit. Things are gonna sounds go. like he's having a great time. <laughs> That's the green standard. <laughs> so I did, I just think a little bit, Lamar needs to understand that the deal that Cleveland did with Deshaun what had it was a lot of things and just one of those things it was was not the gold standard and I just think Lamar can't get past that you know what I mean yeah and another good 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 thing that comes up in this conversation and Steve outlines it here is like the issue is his mom I wouldn't necessarily say the <laughs> issue is his mom but definitely a factor right we all know so mama's funny. view we all know mamas view us as the best in the world at what we do and want us to be paid as such. Not a good idea having your mom or dad as your agent at this kind of level. Yep. I definitely agree with that last statement. Not a good idea to have them. No, there's no way you have your, your parents. Cause like Steve said, that's a great thing to say, right? They think you're the, you're, you're the top of the top. Sometimes that's not necessarily the, necessarily the case, especially after a season where you were injured again, you're a former MVP and you know, no one's ever going to take that away from you. No one's ever going to take away your accolades or how you've played in the past. But this, what did we say earlier? This is a, what have you done for me lately type of league? We're not going to pay you. We're not going to pay you for 2019. We're going to pay you for 2022. So yeah. what have you done for us? Right. And Biggie also said, since we're on the notorious BIG, he also <laughs> said in the it. 10 crack commandments, uh, um, <laughs> keep the family and the business completely separated right Ooh. that is that is the, the one of the oldest rules in the book is 
don't do business with family. Keep mm-hmm. your business uh, extravagance with other people, right? Exactly. So I just, I yeah, I think that's super messy. I couldn't imagine. Because then it's like, even if you want to do something, you feel like, okay, is my mom going to think I'm settling? Like, mm-hmm. you don't need to answer to anybody else when you're an adult. That's the cool exactly. thing about being an adult. And I feel mm-hmm. like Lamar's put himself in a situation where, you know, he doesn't want to let her down. And it's just like, this is just you, man. Mm-hmm. If you really don't want an agent, you need to just figure out what it is you want. No one else. Exactly. Not your exactly. friends, not your cousins that are pretending they grew up with you now. Like, <laughs> nobody. Yeah. Um, let's, let's move on because yes, it's, it's, we're going to obviously keep tabs on that because he's either going to refuse to play on the tag as well. He can, cause he can do that. He can refuse to play on the tag or try to go to another team, get a lot of money. We'll see what it, what it is, but let's move on now to some more signings, extensions and trades. And we'll start off with one of the bigger trades that happened last week. Jalen Ramsey was traded to the dolphins for a 2023 third round pick, which is number 77 overall and tight end Hunter long. Um, Ramsey actually tweeted, uh, I prayed for this specifically for about a month and now it's happening at Miami dolphins. Let's go. And he joins Xavier Howard, another all pro defensive back there in the secondary with Miami. Um, and the Rams, they're just, they're just trying to get some money back, right? Like, because they're trading Ramsey before June 1st, they're still going to take about $20 million of dead money on their cap, but they save about 6 million. So this is really more about the Rams one, getting a little bit of, of, I guess, pressure taken off the cap and two, get some picks because we know their philosophy before when they won the Super Bowl, but now they need some of that draft capital back. So what do what do you think about the dolphin secondary like they have Tua they've got the weapons they got Waddle they've got Tyreek Hill now they just added another all pro cornerback to their defense does this make the dolphins kind of like uh, they looks like they're trying to go for that AFC East title yeah it, it makes the dolphins look like the number one team that kids will play Madden with i'm going to play with the <laughs> dolphins <laughs> Tyreek Hill Tua, I love Tua. <laughs> Um, who's the other, uh, really fast guy they got Waddle Jalen Waddle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, you had, uh, Bradley Chubb last year, late in the season. Now you're adding Jalen Ramsey. What, mm-hmm. it, what is my concern? It's, it's like, okay, you are all in though, right? Like yes. at some point it's yeah. almost inevitable that they're going to end up like the Rams have ended up this year and last year. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder how long they're going to be able to to keep this train moving with these signings. Like, I didn't yeah. even think – I don't know the salary cap numbers for every team. It would be weird if I did. I probably, you know, would be working for the NFL. But I didn't think <laughs> off the top of my head that Miami had the money for this. And I know they're yeah. on the hook this year with, uh, with Jalen Ramsey because the Rams mm-hmm. paid for that part. So this is something that they'll have to address at the end of this year, which mm-hmm. is something I included in the short when I found out he was going to be traded. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think Miami might be looking to part ways with some people at the end of this year. But Definitely. you bet your, your ass that they are literally doing this because they feel like they have a window 
to win the Super Bowl this oh, yeah. year. And that's that's it. It's Super Bowl or bust. With this with this roster, if you I mean, imagine if Tom Brady was the quarterback. They would win the oh, Super Bowl. Oh my god. I mean, yeah, and with Mike McDaniel, your coach, like you think Tom's coming out? No way. He got a he got he got a kitten for his daughter. There's no way. He's got these he's his hands are literally full with that kitten. If he was gonna uh, troll <laughs> us though, that would be the story. You know what that I mean? That would be the story. He's like, I'm coming back. He'd do that uh MJ press release for immediate release. I'm back. Um but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Tom. I, I, I think he's gonna start like a podcast or do something crazy. So he's probably we're gonna have a lot of more competition in the podcast world. Um but moving on, Darren Payne and the Commanders have agreed on a deal. We were just talking last episode that Darren Payne was tagged by the by the by the Commanders. They quickly got to a, to a deal on a four year, ninety million dollar deal, includes sixty million dollars guaranteed. Um, that is the second highest paid defensive tackle behind Aaron Donald. Uh, and you know, if you caught our, our, our episode last week, we went over his, his, uh, career highs and sacks 11 and a half last year and tackles for loss at 21. He was third in sacks and second in tackles for loss among defensive tackles. So he set the market really pretty much right. Like Aaron, Aaron Donald actually did it, but Darren Payne for this year and what goes on, you know, and in, in the future, setting the market for that defensive tackle market. And I think the Washington commanders did the right thing. I, I was really hoping that they weren't going to tag him and the bears were going to make a move for him because why not? The bears have like endless money, um, but they tagged him and then they bagged him. So yeah. what do you, what do you think about this for the Washington commanders who go into next year? Kind of, they don't have a quarterback. They've got a solid defense. Um, Heineke. Yeah, no, I think I think he's a free agent actually, technically. Oh, he's coming back. He's coming back. <laughs> at least the the at least Commanders fans know that their defense is going to be pretty fucking sick next year. Did you hear that uh they like turned down Jeff Bezos's ability to inquire about the the Commanders? It yeah, was like Dan Snyder, they got mad Dan about Snyder's it. Such a troll. Yeah. So <laughs> Oh God. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I think we talked about these tiers. I feel like the commanders are in a weird one where it's like the one good thing they have is their defense mm -hmm. and you don't really want to let that go. But at the same time, they got Terry McLaurin and yep. he's pretty good. Yep. Um, you have Antonio Gibson and JD McKissick. Those are good pieces. And, I just don't think they want to go into this, hey, let's let these guys walk away when mm -hmm. they feel like they have something they can build off of. Mm -hmm. The problem is until they get a quarterback, none of it really matters, especially in the division that they're in. Mm -hmm. They're in what is now a tough division for a long time, NFC yep. least. This this year, <laughs> you had the NFC Giants beast. win a playoff game. You had the Eagles go to the Super Bowl. And you had the Cowboys go mm -hmm. to the AFC, NFC Championship game. So this mm -hmm. is, or no, division against the 49ers. So this is a good uh, good division. And the weak link is the Commanders. And I I like, you know, Payne. I like any strong last name. Like the Broncos got Powers. <laughs> I like that stuff. Powers. You got, you got to sign... 
you got to sign those guys, man. You really Hargrave. do. Hargrave. But... He's got yeah. the word grave in his name. Like, how can you not sign that guy? Hargrave Payne Powers. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I feel clinch. like, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> me too. Um, <laughs> so, I just, I, I don't know. The quarterback thing to me is is really important. And I yeah. think I think I speak for every Commanders fan where I think they would rather not have pain and have an answer at quarterback. So they're drafting for sure, right? Yeah, but I, I don't think they're – because they were almost – they were close to a playoff spot last year. So they're middle of the pack picking. You know what I mean? Like unless they are going to do some sort of trade on draft day where they give up an asset, maybe like a Gibson, maybe like a scary Terry. I don't know, man. They could, they, they have options, but they're definitely a team that needs a quarterback right now. 16th overall. Yeah. See, that's like the middle of the pack right there. And that's, that's the, the sweet spot of suck. Yeah. Then that's, the, <laughs> that's that the dolphins don't have a pick in the first round. Cause it was taken away. Um, yeah. It's like, you're not bad enough to get one of the best quarterbacks, but you're yeah. not good enough you know, to have a quarterback. So you just like every <laughs> to have year hope for the next year. That's what it is. Yeah. You're just yeah. like another eight and eight in one year. <laughs> Cause there's gotta be a tie when you're that middle of the pack. Yeah. And Steve's saying, I think you hang on to Heineke as your starter this season and build around him. Worry about the QB next season as a key fix. If Heineke plays poor, that is. And that's true because next year's draft. And I think Eric mentioned that, uh, when we started the episode next year's draft for QBs is supposed to be pretty damn good. So a lot of these teams aren't necessarily going to spend the second or third round. Caleb pick on, Williams. Yeah. From USC. They're not going to spend like a second or third round pick on a, on a max Duggan or somebody who hasn't really proven themselves. They might get them like sixth, seventh, eighth round, um, or whatever, but they're not going to waste a second or third round on, on, on an unproven quarterback. Here's um, what I'm thinking. Trey Lance. Oh, yeah. They so take I'm a shot it, at Trey. I think if Brock Purdy is healthy and has, the, you know, the surgery fully recovered and is clearly, um, I would I would say it would be like an undercover quarterback competition. I don't think it would be public. But I think they, yeah. you know, Kyle, Mc, Kyle McDaniels would be, Kyle Shanahan Kyle would Shanahan. be <laughs> Kyle McDaniels. And, Kyle uh, McDaniel Eberflus. Yeah, I think, I think. <laughs> He would be keeping a close eye on them. And if, you know, I expect Brock Purdy after the year he had to keep that job. And I expect Trey Lance to be too valuable to back up. Mm -hmm. And he's still at this point, because he hasn't really played, he has the uh, the advantage of the unknown. If he would have played the whole year and got hurt in week 10 and not Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Then yeah. if he didn't have a good year and been like, Oh, we kind of know that he's not it, right? Mm -hmm. But he got hurt week two, and or week, yeah, week, week two, week, right? Week yeah, week two, two. Or three. Because the Broncos yeah. played week three, and Jimmy Garoppolo started, so yeah. he he got hurt week two. The unknown over Trey Lance just remains. He mm -hmm. was a very high pick. They gave up a lot to get him. They're gonna want a lot for him because they gave up a lot to get him. Mm -hmm. So, the Commanders, why not? Why not? That's a very interesting take. I would have never even thought of that. So good take by Kyle. Let's move on to Bill's Giants one more time. 
They signed Jones. Daniel Jones, they finally seal up Daniel Jones. Everybody wanted Daniel Jones, but the Giants said no. We got him. Everybody uh, wanted I don't know if everybody <laughs> wanted him. No, everybody wanted him. Shut up. <laughs> they gave him a $160 million deal, 82 of that guaranteed. I think it's four years, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, four years, 160, four years. which if you divide it, is $40 million a year. <laughs> but I think so it says up to 35 million of those are in incentives. So they didn't necessarily give him what he wanted, but they're like, Hey, you know, if you, if you're this quarterback that you and your agent say you are, then, you know, put yourself to the test. What if um, those incentives are just to go to the playoffs? Like he could do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he did that last year. Is He's he like, worth 40 oh, million? Easy. <laughs> yeah. That'd I, I, I mentioned it. I just think, if he wasn't good enough to sign a seven-year deal, then yeah. he's not good enough to make $40 million a year. But the thing is, is they couldn't tag him because they tagged Saquon Barkley. Exactly. So that that's my only thing, because I, I was talking to Bill about it, and mm -hmm. he was like, well, we tagged Barkley. And I'm like, look, if he was really that dude, he would be signing a, a six-year, you know, $260 million deal. Because when you got one, you don't have to question it. You don't have to think about it. You think Joe Burrow is waking up in the middle of the night wondering if he's yeah. going to be the highest paid quarterback? No, he knows he, that. He's going to be, yeah. And he doesn't have to force the issue no. because he's not going anywhere, <laughs> no. you know? Exactly. 100% agree. And uh, I think he's like 25 right now. Uh, so, so like you said, like you would absolutely sign a 25-year-old phenom quarterback to a uh like like how you said a seven-year deal 40 million dollars like yeah let's fucking do it um but you mentioned barkley getting tagged non-exclusive franchise tag he'll make a little under 10.1 million dollars in 2023 um he came back last year first time since his rookie year that he actually played a full season um 1300 rush yards he had 10 touchdowns 32 rushes of 10 or more yards uh, 1600 plus yards from scrimmage and he was the comeback player of the year for the AP. So I, you know, like you said, you, you had to, the giants really had to be like, if we can't sign Daniel Jones, we're going to tag him and we're going to let go of Saquon, right? Like we got, we're going to have to get rid of him because we can't afford both. Um, but they were able to sign Jones and get Saquon. What do you, do you think, Kind of, and it kind of goes back to our our conversation that we had about Austin Eckler. Like, was this the move for Saquon Barkley to tag him? Yeah, I I think so. A part of me feels like you're delaying something, mm -hmm. uh, but you do have the option to tag him. So why not use it? You know, it's like even if you're delaying it, it's it's worth it because you get a really good player for another year. But yeah. at, at the end of this year do i expect them to pay him a lot of money maybe but if the giants don't perform very well they're going to feel like they should use that money in different places right so i think this is kind of a one year not prove it for saquon barkley but prove that that team can stay together as they are right now and contend for a super bowl i'd say a lot of the pressure on saquon barkley's future rests on the shoulders of daniel jones i really yeah. do depending on how it all works out together they're like look you want to keep the band together we'll do it for <laughs> for a year 
But yeah. if at the end of this year there's not a platinum album, we're 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 gonna have to you know get rid of the drummer. So we'll God, see. I, I love it. <laughs> there is one more uh, signing that we didn't mention that I thought was Ooh, a really it? sneaky good one. Patrick Peterson to the Steelers. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Patrick Peterson was so good in Arizona. He was like the best corner in the league for a couple of years, but then yeah. he got that suspension for performance enhancing drugs. And he, I would say, I think he had a 10 game suspension, something like that. And then he played the rest of that season. And then he didn't really get a big deal after that. And it was kind of like, okay, I get the suspension, but nobody's interested now. Then yeah. the Vikings took a chance on him. He did really good. Then they signed him to another, I think, one-year deal after two years. And then last year, he was the best corner on the team. Yep. So he's aging like a, a fine wine. He's playing like the best cornerbacks play great late. Champ yeah. Bailey wasn't bad until his very last year. Akeem mm-hmm. Tlaib was, you know, good all the way to the end. Um, Ty Law, these are like your good cornerbacks can play a long yep. time. And Patrick Peterson's no exception. The Steelers had a hole at cornerback. You know who else does? It's the Patriots. And what have they done this offseason? And McCourty, I know he's a he's a he's a uh, safety, right? McCourty, uh, Devin, Devin McCourty. McCourty. Yeah, yeah wh- whoever it is, he just retired. So that just takes another hit for your secondary. So yeah, when I, I interviewed I, and, uh, Rusty, I said yeah. they should get Patrick Peterson. Yeah, I w- right. Why not? Um, and I remember you talking about Peterson too, like how you said, like he, he had that one year prove it deal. He proved it. He was in uh, the Cardinals. So yeah, I, I, another good signing by the Steelers. Um, the last bit of information I want to go over, and I think it's got us all in a bind. We're just hanging on what's going to happen. Aaron Rodgers has still not said a fucking word, but I love it. The Jets and the Packers have basically got a deal ready. They are just waiting on Aaron Rodgers to say, I want to get traded or I retire. That's 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 what all the sources that I have, and that's Twitter, um, that are saying to me. Not to me personally, but to Twitter. <laughs> so uh, that's what I that's what I've been hearing is the Jets have a deal in place. And the Jets and the Packers are just waiting on on Aaron Rodgers. So, Kyle, do you think Rodgers to the Jets is pretty damn inevitable, I guess I would say? Uh, Yeah, because I think at this point, it's kind of... But I think when you get to a point where the trade is pretty much done on both sides, mm-hmm. it's weird to come back because mm-hmm. you've already allowed some time for Jets fans to anticipate your arrival and then also Packer fans to mourn um, that that you're leaving. And yeah. I, I also think it's funny that um, – because it's like if the media is going to do stuff like say that you left two, you know, after two days in the dark room and all the other shit that they do because he's a private person so they have to create stories because there isn't one, the only way you can really get back at them is to – be like this you know yeah. he goes i'll have a decision soon enough and then like three weeks yeah. later he's like i'm getting close <laughs> <laughs> that was funny too because like it was like comedic at this point it's like, he was talking to brandon marshall and I, I don't know this was like a video or like a clip from his podcast or something but he said stay tuned it won't be long 
like, dude, give us something for Christ's like, sake. You'll know tomorrow. You'll know yeah. tomorrow around noon central time. He'll tell you on the Pat McAfee show. I guarantee it. So 100%. 100%. Tomorrow and around. I smell something burning. Oh, is it the tree? <laughs> when you really smell something burning, it's scary. Oh, my neighbor might be smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Steve, uh. Steve kind of agrees here. It's pretty much Jets or he retires. I think Packers are set to start. Love next season. And I wouldn't disagree, Steve. Um, I think he just follows in Brett Favre's footsteps. He does I two just, seasons. I think he's retiring. He, he does one season with the Jets, and then he goes to the back to the Vikings for <laughs> no, two years. No, it wouldn't be that close. Loses in the NFC Championship game again. <laughs> then, Throws the pick at the very end. Casey said, I think Rogers stayed a little too long in the dark. <laughs> now, what I will say, what I will give credit to Rogers for, right? And w- me, I will 100% say, I give him shit all the time for being this way with the media. Oh, I don't know if I want to play. Blah, blah, blah. The, the Packers with a first round pick picked up Jordan Love, not a wide receiver, which is something that has been said countless times over and over again, right? Like, they don't get him help. What did they do? Instead, they got Jordan Love, his replacement. And only then, after that happened, was Aaron Rodgers doing what he's been doing these last couple of years, being like, I don't know if I want to play. I'm not, I am not. I might be traded. I don't know if I want to play for the Packers. Yeah. So to that, I will give him credit. When you see, and we saw Tannehill do that last, last offseason. When they drafted Malik Willis, he's like, I'm not going to be his fucking mentor or whatever like i'll show him around i'll do this and that but i mean for for from my knowledge i'm still the starting quarterback i'm not here to tell tell this kid like this is how you take my job in a sense right so i gotta give aaron Rodgers credit there he only did it he didn't do that two years before they drafted jordan love he did that basically after they drafted jordan love instead of the packers getting him a wide receiver or some more weapons yeah it's kind of uh Kind of a dick move when you when you really think about it, especially That's because what the Packers that, that, do. Yeah, and it was like at that time, he was he just went back to back MVP the next two years. So to say that it was like time is kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I I also think just because you can say this person made a decision in this time frame mm-hmm. means that you should be able to do it in the same amount of time. But I just I just think humans are complex mm-hmm. and everybody makes decisions at their own time. And some people need more time. You know what I mean? So I yeah. know my yeah. aunt and uncle, they they dated for nine years before my uncle proposed. And I know people that know after a year. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just people are different. People are different. That's for all, all it is. I, I don't think retirement's on the table though, because I, I think that would have happened already. I just think he's trying to like understand can i see myself being a jet the city the Mm -hmm. the the billboards um you know the town what what Mm -hmm. am i going to do with my home like there's just so many things that go into play with these decisions let alone deciding if you have it in you to give 100 percent another full season like we talked about kyle shanahan right after the press conference like Mm -hmm. talking about the next year it's like eventually you probably get to a year where it's like I'm going to need a good amount of time to truly evaluate myself without any emotion if I'm going to yeah. be able to run this thing back. 
Yeah. And no, I agree. He probably knows right now. I would say. <clears throat> I I think he knew the minute he left that 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 darkness retreat and i said it myself i said he's gonna retire i i'm pretty sure i said that i wanted to show this that i'm calling it now he's gonna retire he did what i would say though is if he did go to the jets his type of personality his because he's a he's just a big personality right like in the nfl like what more do you want in new york other than someone who can one handle the media and two is good at what he does. You know what I mean? Like those two things just go hand in hand. Um, but I, big I don't market. Know. I, yeah. Big, huge market. The biggest market there is. He'd be um, the biggest player in New York, but Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. No, Kevin Durant left Brooklyn. Oh, where is he Come at? On, Kyle, you got to tune into only basketball. Um, I wait until April. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's kind of the fact. So you're not wrong. Um, We'll see where that saga continues. We'll see if he gets retired. We'll see if he goes to the Jets. Tomorrow. I, I, tomorrow. I think tomorrow. I think tomorrow, yeah. But uh, it looks like he's going to the Jets. We're just waiting on his word. J-E-T-S. <laughs> Dude, Natalie, this is so funny. What, what are you going to do about that? I'm going to cry is what I'm going to do about it. Because <laughs> not only is she rooting for the Jets, she's rooting for Aaron Rodgers on the Jets. Which, to this be is fair, your nightmare. I mean, to be fair, I don't, I don't really care as long as Aaron Rodgers isn't on the Packers. That's really all I give shit about. Yeah, that's true. If like Mahomes went to like Buffalo, I don't care. You know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. He's literally leaving your conference. One hundred percent. The Jets are the team to beat, though, right? In the division, if they get Rodgers. Absolutely not. Uh, let's move on. No, maybe. Actually, you're right. Maybe Kyle, you're too busy on your OnlyFans account per Steve. Uh, so what? <laughs> uh, they That's are a quarterback public? away. They are a quarterback away. I think you talked about it on your on the only football with Kyle, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a. It, you can make a strong argument that team. You plug in Aaron Rodgers, Nathaniel Hackett, OC, strong defense, best corner maybe with Sauce Gardner. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's there's a scary. lot to love. It'll be scary, absolutely. So, um, <laughs> hey, Bill, yes, you missed everything again, but we talked a lot <laughs> about the Giants. So, cheers, Bill. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you. We did mention you. We actually called you out by name those the the couple times that we talked about the Giants. So we did. Once you once you rewind and play this episode from the beginning, you're gonna be like, I'm glad they thought about me. Um, but let's move on to our final little segment i mean it's nothing crazy but obj worked out in arizona state uh i guess the university or arizona university of arizona something like that he worked out at their like little campus whatever it was um for a a few teams and what was it say here yeah he worked out uh for scouts in arizona he has not played since he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl, right, with the Rams. He eventually won that Super Bowl. Um, but he's working out for Arizona for, in, in Arizona for some scouts. Did you know Beckham hasn't had, or OBJ has not had a 1,000-yard season since 2019? Yeah, yeah. Is is that not insane? Well, he got hurt all of last season. And then yep. the year before that, he came – yeah, to the Rams in the middle of the year, right? Like week yeah. ten, because he was coming off year, another like, injury. Yeah, yep, yeah. So exactly. it's getting it's getting to the point where it's like, and can, he's thirty. He's thirty two ACLs back to back. 
I'm sure mm-hmm. he's going to go to Kansas City or Buffalo. That's I mean, that. So that's what I'm hearing is Kansas City. How would you feel if OBJ bad. went to Kansas? I feel bad. City? <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, Kyle's just like, yeah, I'll feel bad. Why do you have to fucking say anything? <laughs> no, I, I honestly, we have a top three corner in the league, so I I don't worry. The, the confidence having, you know, a Patrick Sertan on your team mm-hmm. is is a pretty great feeling. Like there, mm-hmm. there were Bronco fans talking about uh, getting rid of him for assets, and I'm like, no, like <laughs> never, never do that. Why would you do that? Yeah, um, we play Patrick uh, Mahomes. We we need a number one corner. You need everything you've got against Patrick Mahomes. Absolutely. So it's interesting to see what will happen with OBJ. Like we said, he's 30 years old. He hasn't had a thousand yard season since 2019. Um, and apparently, Bill's saying he wants $20 million per year. I don't know if he's going to get that money uh, off his 2021 performance. Um, and like you said, multiple injuries in his career. It'll be a tough stretch for him, I think. So we'll keep tabs on that as well, and uh, we'll kind of keep you guys updated. Anything else on OBJ, Kyle, before we uh, hit the outro and get out of here? Nope, that's all I got. I Good. wish I had more. <laughs> yeah, I uh, we'll, we'll get the little, we'll get the chives there at the end, but thank you guys all for, uh, you know, coming on. Bill came in late, Steve KC. We had uh, CP in the chat. We also had Eric in the chat as well. So thank all you guys for coming onto the live stream. We appreciate you guys. And if you want to support us, Right there at the top left of your screen is a QR code, and we have the uh, the link in the chat to uh, support us to get us to Super Bowl LV one one one, whatever <laughs> that. Seven, yeah, whatever four. that is. <laughs> so get Kyle and I to the Super Bowl in Vegas. Help us out if you'd like to support us, so we can continue bringing you this awesome content. This two hour show of just straight only football, um, but. Kyle, where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me at F-T-B-L-O-N-L-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, football only podcasts, like, share, follow, subscribe, all of it. I would say that, but that's not really a Twitter thing. (laughs) I know enough now. I got a year under my belt. I'm not a noob. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll see about that. You can follow me on Twitter at AndNowRick. Um, me and Bill are always, uh, going over stuff. He sees my tweets. He replies. I'm always replying. We have a good time on Twitter. Me and Bill and do he, have a good time too. Just so you know. No, no. He said he doesn't like it. <laughs> DM. Um, and follow <laughs> star six media, uh, Twitter at underscore star six media. Keep you guys updated on everything that's going on in the NFL. <laughs> Kyle's, Kyle's like, wait, Kyle said Bill a DM. Did you really say that? Is that true? <laughs> Steve's saying, and you can all find me on the shitter. Uh, I don't know that app, but I hope it's going well. Um, <laughs> other than that, follow us on Instagram at star six media, as well as our YouTube. We are a quarter of the way to a thousand followers on YouTube. So tell your friends about us, tell your friends about star six media to get us to a thousand followers or a thousand subs. Uh, we're trying to get to a thousand on all of our platforms, Facebook, Twitter, um, uh, Instagram, uh, what did I say? Facebook already Twitch, uh, all, all the ones you see down there in the ticker. Um, 
But other than that, you know, like I said, if you want to support us, hit that QR code or hit the link in the description or I'm sorry, in the in, in the chat and uh, send us to the Super Bowl. Kyle, what are the chives? Give us the chives. So not only do we have only football with Kyle and Rick Mondays, only football with Kyle on Wednesdays, we are adding the episodic series called 32. Yes. Interview 32. Thank you for reminding me. Interview 32. And that 32 represents every single team. So if you or you know somebody that would be interested, I will be dropping one in the next four days of interviewing Rick's favorite, the Green Bay Packers. (laughs) Interviewing a Packers fan. And we are on a mission to interview every fan from every team now not just anybody right somebody Mm -hmm. that's really into it somebody that bleeds those colors somebody Mm -hmm. that knows everything you're looking for the guy that knows the salary cap those kind of weirdos like yeah we got to get those guys on here to talk ball and i think by the end of it as a football family we will have a better understanding of the state of all 32 so definitely check out wait and uh watch that episodic series interview 32 coming soon coming soon interview 32 we're gonna like like kyle said thank you for reminding me kyle it's gonna be awesome and like he said if you know anybody or if you want to come on and interview with with kyle and i about your team we're trying to get all 32 teams we're trying to get another bears fan we're trying to get another broncos fan it's going to be a really really good time but all right that is it from us Again, thank you guys for hopping in the chat and uh, being with us this entire time. Kyle, always a great time, brother. I'll see you next time. Yep. See ya. See ya.